Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Evangelist C.C. Wagner, and I am blessed like you. And the reason why I say that is because Psalms 34 verse 8 says, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. So I'm so glad you've joined me today so we can unpack the Word of God and see just how blessed we are. The Word of God is rich and mighty. Let's get busy. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to another lesson in the Blessed Like You broadcast. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I know that some of us are still sheltering in place and others have gone back to work. But whenever you view or listen, I thank God for you. Because the scriptures say that we are to seek the Lord while he can be found. And my objective in presenting these lessons is to serve up the word of God as often as I can. So you have opportunity to seek his face. And his word is so rich and encouraging. So without further ado, let's get into the lesson on today because my topic is hold on here it is are you ready for it live right and die right live right and die right now someone would say why in the world would she choose a topic like that at a time like this because we're all going through situations where Death could happen at any time. Well, it's kind of like an old preacher said one day, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. So because we know death is imminent, whether we die or Jesus comes back to take us to heaven, we are going to leave this earth. So the lesson today is coming from 1 Thessalonians, um, the fifth chapter, where the Apostle Paul somewhat leaves us a checklist on how to live. And some would say, oh, I know how to live. I believe and I have received and I know how to live. Well, praise God. If you know how to live, then you can just say amen every time I go through one of the scriptures that Paul has identified for us. Because, yes, it's important for us to live right. And believe it or not, there is a way to die right. We have a responsibility as saints of God. So let's look at our lesson and see if we can check off those things that Paul has instructed us to do as saints of God. Before we look at 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, or while you're turning there, I just want to um, kind of put it all in a nutshell because Jesus did it so very well in Matthew, the 22nd chapter, the 37th verse. Jesus was asked, which is the greatest law or the greatest commandment? Because we know about the Ten Commandments and we know that um, the Israel people came up with 
13, I believe, um, commandments. So there's plenty of rules or laws that we can follow. But Jesus put them all together in one nice little uh, package. He says in the 37th verse of Matthew 5, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And when you do that, saints of God, you have done something because love is very important. And he said this is the first and the greatest commandment. In addition to that, the second one, he says, Thy shall love thy neighbor as thyself. So the key here we see is love God and love yourself. And then finally, love thy neighbor. That message needs to get out today because there's a lot going on out in the streets that is not love. So piggybacking on what Jesus said in the 22nd book of Matthew, Paul himself tells us in the book of 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, something that we need to um, play, pay close attention to. So before we get into it, let's go to God in prayer so we can make sure that we not just be hearers of his word, but doers as well. God, here we are. So glad that you're our God. So glad that you gave us an opportunity to hear from heaven. We know when we read your word, we're hearing you. And now, God, when we pray, you're hearing us. Thank you for the privilege to be heard on today. And thank you for the opportunity to hear you. God, we pray your richest blessings on all under the sound of my voice. And we ask, God, that you just have your perfect way with us. Forgive us, God. Use us. And Master, help us. In Jesus' name, you know what we need. You see what's going on. And we're trusting that help is on the way. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' matchless name, amen. So I want to do something different uh, today. Um, I want to go down to the bottom of Thessalonians and just kind of walk back up, if you will, because I like the way uh, Paul broke down the things that believers should do. He gave us a checklist so we can examine ourselves so that we don't have to be examined on the day of judgment and found uh, wanting. The first thing he says, if you look in the um, 22nd verse, he says, abstain from all appearances of evil. Well, some would say, duh, believers know that they can't be shooting and killing and cussing and fighting and destroying people's property and and um, sexing it up and drinking it up and drugging it up. Believers know that. Those are definitely appearance, appearances of evil. 
Um, oh, and gambling it up. Those are all appearances of evil. But there are some evils that we don't think about. And when he says appearances of evil, that means don't do things that will cause people to view you in a different light. That will cause people not to see the light of Christ shining. Uh, and we know he said that we are the light and we should not walk in darkness. So we shouldn't be looking like the world. So think about an appearance of evil that could you could uh, be participating in that if Christ were here, you wouldn't want him to see you doing it. I can't point you to uh, one specific thing because there are so many things that don't have a good look. But basically, Paul lets us know in talking to the Thessalonians, abstain from all appearances of evil. So if I go to the liquor store and my friends that know I'm an evangelist, Evangelist Wagner was coming out of the liquor store with a big bag. Is that an appearance of evil? Some would say yes. If I um, wear something that is revealing and um, does not uh, appear to be modest apparel, and someone says, I saw evangelist Wagner and she didn't look like an evangelist that day is that an appearance of evil probably so and if someone heard me in a conversation where I was telling someone girl let me tell you he this that that, that and she this that that and blankety blank 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 is that an appearance of evil yes it's not a good look. So we want to make sure that we have a good look. When people see us, they see the light of Christ in us. So abstain from all appearances of evil. In other words, watch where you go. Watch what you do. And watch what you say. Amen. All right. And hold fast to that which is good. We know when we are doing or saying things that please God, and we shouldn't be concerned about whether somebody is offended that we say thank you, Jesus, or we say our grace when we eat, or that we um, acknowledge the goodness of God, because that's a good thing. He said he inhabits our praises. He says we ought to pray. So when we observe God, in whatever fashion we do, let's know that that pleases God. And I like the fact that God is who we should be pleasing, right? So we're going to hold fast to that which is good. I like this one. He says, prove all things. I think John says it uh, over in um, the book of First John. He says, try the spirit by the spirit. In other words, if you're being led to do something and you're not quite comfortable, or someone's told you something, and you're not quite comfortable with that with what they've told you, check it out. 
in the word of God and pray about it. And when you do that, the spirit of God will lead you into the right understanding and the right decision to make. Because we should be led by the spirit in all that we do. Leaning to our own understanding or somebody else's is definitely not good. In the 20th verse, it says, despise not prophesying. So, um, preaching. When someone preaches or declares the word of God, we should be sure it is the word of God. And then we should receive it. Because in the book of Proverbs, it says, a fool despises instruction. Oh my gosh. Who wants to be labeled a fool? Nobody. So let's not be foolish in hearing the word of God. When we check it out and we prove it and we know that it is the word of God, let us receive it and thank God for it. Because he doesn't desire that any one of us perish. And that's why his word is so good for us. And we thank God for it. In the 19th verse, it says, quench not the spirit. Oh boy, quench the spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit of God that is in us when we receive uh, God, we receive his Holy Spirit. You mean we can quench it? Well, the scriptures do tell us that we are sealed until the day of redemption. So it's not going to leave us. We can't run it away. Uh, but when we quench something, we actually put the fire out. And so if we ignore the Spirit of God, oh my gosh, if we ignore it and we don't adhere to what the Spirit of God is telling us, my, my, my. If we look in the fourth chapter of Ephesians, um, verse 29, it uh, tells us, well, actually, verse 30, it tells us to grieve not the Holy Spirit. Don't sadden the Holy Spirit. You'll make it, it of non-effect. If he's telling you don't do that, you know, that's not what God wants for your life. And you're saying, well, the Lord just going to have to forgive me because I'm going to do it anyway. Then you sadden the Holy Spirit because you make him of none effect because he is not going to force you to do the right thing. But he is going to be there to encourage you, to lead you, to guide you. So let's be sure that we don't sadden or grieve or quench the Holy Spirit because he is the here for us. And the world doesn't have a God. They don't have the uh, Spirit of God. They don't have the Comforter. That's why we see so many crazy things happening. They're following the leading of the other Spirit. But we thank God for the Holy Spirit. In the 18th verse, it's a wonderful reminder that believers should, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning the will of you. So give thanks. Well, oftentimes we uh, find ourselves complaining. 
But if we thank God, even when things are not going the way we think they should go, that means we have faith and we know that the scripture is right. Because it says, and we know all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So even though sometimes things don't go the way we think they should go, we know that God is working for our good. So we should give thanks. I believe the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, which means good times. Thank you, Jesus. Bad times. Thank you, Lord. And when we are mindful of that, how good God is, we can just uh, give God the praises in faith, knowing that help is on the way. Now, we get the privilege in our uh, the next verse of praying without ceasing. Uh, it's not hard to do when we wake up. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. When we go about our day, simple prayers. Help, Lord. When, G when uh, Peter was drowning, he didn't have a whole long uh, prayer. He had a short prayer. Save me. So whatever that we need from God, we can take the time to pray. Yes, Prayer was taken out of the school. But if parents taught their children to pray, you can't stop people from praying because our prayer is in our heart. So we can pray without ceasing, without people being aware that we're praying. So prayer is important to God because this is the avenue that he has put in place so we get to talk to him. And then he hears us. And he answers our prayer. And it's so wonderful because he says, if we ask, we will receive. And the 16th verse says, rejoice evermore. Um, we should be happy Christians, not sad or mad, downcast Christians. And um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm remembering when we were last together in the 17th chapter of John, we saw that Jesus prayed to God that our hearts be full of joy. So the Lord doesn't want us to be sad. That's a choice we can make. We can choose to rejoice. And we're not rejoicing because we're happy that we're going through we're happy and rejoicing because we are uh, children of the problem solver, the way maker, the promise keeper. So yes, believers should have a smile and not a frown. And do you know people like that? Whenever you see them, they've got a complaint. They've got something bad to say. They never have anything good. I call them bad news bears. Well, if you know people like that, don't contribute to their circumstance. When they have something bad to say, give them something good to say. I'm so glad. You know, things could always be worse. Thank God for Jesus. So as we move on, it's good for us to know that our God listens. Amen. He listens. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, so in the 15th verse, 
See that none render evil for evil to any man, but ever follow that that is good but among yourselves and to all men. I could park right there because in the times that we're living in, we see um, a lot of actions happening on the streets where people are destroying property and burning down things and uh, retaliating. They're rendering evil for evil. Should a believer be doing that? Paul has just told us in the 15th verse that we are not to render evil for evil for into, toward any man. For we are to follow that that is good among ourselves and all men, no matter what race. So we've got to think about what's going on. And we can't condone destruction of property. We can't condone um, any harm that's being done. Because this is not scripture, y'all. But two wrongs don't make a right. And here, Paul is giving instruction to the Thessalonians how they, as believers, ought to live. So... You did it to me and I'm going to do it to you. That's not the way a believer should be living or thinking. Amen. I love this word because it is so complete. In the 14th verse, it says, Warn them who are unruly. Comfort those who are feeble-minded. Uh-huh. Feeble-minded. Hmm comfort them. Support the weak and be patient toward all men. There's a difference in people. None of us are the same. None of us handle circumstance the same way. That's why if you read the Beatitudes, God said, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. It wasn't talking about broke, okay? Of course, there are a lot of people who don't have funds during this time, but he was talking about people who are poor in spirit um, because there's a lot of times when people get just disgusted, frustrated, downcast about various circumstances, and they need words of encouragement. They need words of encouragement. We're supposed to be at peace among ourselves, but sometimes people need encouragement and so how do you encourage people how do you do that okay there should be a kind word or a kind deed or something that you can do to lift a person that's our job to lift people and not tear down it's a terrible thing to always say something bad to somebody you ain't you never you ought to those don't help. Those don't. They, those kinds of expressions don't build up. They tear down. And so here, Paul is letting us know that, you know, we should be at peace among ourselves. And so we should definitely warn those, okay? Gotta, sometimes you got to warn people when they're out of order, basically. So what do you mean out of order? That's me saying that. The scripture here says, warn those who are unruly. That means the people who want to fight, who want to go against authority, want to um, be disrespectful. You have to tell people sometimes, even if it's your friend, that's not right. 
okay, in God's eyes. That's not right. In God's eyes, you should think about that. You know, God is here. God is listening. God sees you, you know. And better yet, God loves you. And he's instructed us that we're supposed to love who? Everybody. As we love ourselves. So you can't condone the wrath that people have or the evil for evil that people want to render. You have to warn them. And then you comfort the person who is feeble-minded, which is, you know, not sure, uncertain. Comfort them, okay? And and those who are weak, you know, some people, um, I, I heard um, a sad thing uh, recently about an 18-year-old who tried to commit suicide. Oh, my God, from glory. 18, the beginning of her life, somewhat, and she's already so feeble-minded, so weak, so she just wants to give up. Well, that's a trick of the enemy. We know that. But our job as believers is to encourage, uplift, not to question, why did you do that? What were you thinking? Girl, if I were you, I... that's not helpful. Our job is to say, baby, God loves you, and I love you. And we want to encourage you and help you. How can I help? Those are words that will lift and not tear down, you know. And there's always something good you can find about a person. They have a smile or a look or there's something about them that you can uh, give them a compliment on. And so I'm just wanting you to know that believers, we should not be uh, filled with sour grapes. We should not always be on edge but we should have the joy of the Lord, a heart full of thanksgiving and prayer as we live this life. Yes, things are going to happen. We've got some things to be angry about, but we can't do tit for tat. We can't do evil for evil. We have to trust our God who says, I got you. He says, I got you. I'll fight your battles. And so, you know what? I want to let him do just that. So let's be at peace among ourselves and be about the business of encouraging others. And so I really appreciate how uh, Paul has walked us through this wonderful checklist of what believers should look like and what we should do. And he doesn't uh, stop at that because he even tells us how we should... Um, behave toward the men of God. Hmm. He's in the twelfth verse. He says, "Know them who are over you, and in the Lord, and admonish you." That means if you know somebody, then you have a relationship with them. Uh, and he said, "And we are to esteem them highly for their work's sake." So, if you know your pastor, ministers, teachers. Uh, labor in the word and uh, serve the church, then they should be esteemed, not talked about, put down, you know, um, treated like, you know, they're nothing. Hmm. How about that? There is a way to do. There is a way to talk to people. There is a way to show respect with people. 
So when we come together, we just need to remember in the 10th verse, we're reminded of the fact that our Lord Jesus, okay, has given us salvation. Thank you, Lord. He died for us. Whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. And how do we get to live together with him? Well, while we live here on earth, his Holy Spirit dwells in us. And it leads us and guides us and gives us the go power that we need to live holy. Because remember, Jesus prayed that we be holy, that we be sanctified. And so that means we can't live like the world. We shouldn't look like the world. We shouldn't behave like the world. We shouldn't even think like the world. We should have the mind of Christ. And how can we do any of that? Least we pray and ask God for it. Least we pray and ask God to help us and forgive us. Unless we pray and yield to the Spirit when He leads us and guides us. So, women of God, men of God, let's be at peace with God. Amen. And as we live our lives in peace and we come in contact with all the drama that life brings, don't join in. Let's warn our Christian friends that that's not of God. And let's warn them what the Bible says, okay? We can't render evil for evil, but we can follow that that is good. Amen. And we should definitely rejoice because even on a good day, or even on a bad day, God is still what? Good. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, whatever we need, he's got it. So continuous prayer is encouraged. Giving thanks definitely is encouraged. And certainly don't ignore or quench or grieve the Holy Spirit. I thank God for this word. It is so rich. And I know that when someone comes to me with a word, I get to prove it by the word. Trying the spirit by the spirit in prayer and uh, supplication. And once we do that as saints, abstaining from all appearances of evil. And that's why Jesus in the model prayer said that when you pray, Pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from what? All that is evil. He knew that we were going to need God's help to live this life. We couldn't do it on our own. Thank you, Jesus. And the very God of peace will sanctify us wholly. Hallelujah. That our whole soul and body will be preserved until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank God for this powerful word because faithful is he that has called us and we are so blessed to have a God who does just what he says he will do. So, in closing, live right doesn't just mean saying, oh yeah, I know God, God knows me. It's more than a conversation. Amen. 
our conversation should be of God. Our actions should be of God because he says, love him. And when we love him, amen, he's definitely going to love us back. And then he said, love ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. And then he said, love others. And how do we do that? Paul gave us the checklist in the fifth chapter of First Thessalonians, and we thank God for that. As we go to God in prayer to close this out, just know none of us have made, uh, made it to perfection yet, but we're striving. And with God's help, we can and will get there because when he comes back for us, he's going to make us perfect and holy and we get to go back and be with him so let's pray god we thank you for this word we thank you for the message to live right and thank you for the word that told us how to live right and so god as we receive your word dear master we thank you for it and we ask god that whatever it is that uh, we need help in whatever area god would you have your way God we're sorry we repent and we pray that you would make us be all that you would have us to be so that we can bring you glory bless all under the sound of my voice as we endeavor to live right knowing that by faith through grace we get to die and live with you in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me here at Blessed Like You. It's been a privilege to go through the Word of God, telling you what the Word says and helping you understand that all have sinned and come short. And we all need the power and the presence of our God. And so when we go through our day, with a prayer in our heart and with joy unspeakable. Let's just thank God for all that he's already done and what he's doing. And I do thank God for each one of you who has uh, joined me here at Blessed Like You. Welcome to my um, podcast, Blessed Like You. And for this half, which I'm calling Direct, I want to um, welcome my guest, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, thank you so much for joining me here on my Blessed Like podcast. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy that you joined me because you have some um, invaluable experience in the area um, and I know this sounds awful, but, you know, we all want to live right, as I taught in my previous uh, part one of this podcast, according to the word of God. Um, but secondly, we want to die right. And because it is such a common um, instance where saints of God live for God, love God, and try to obey him, however they forget about his word and how he instructs us that we are to die right. right. So can you share uh, with our audience today 
uh, what your area of expertise is? Uh, well, first of all, I want to just you know give God all the glory uh, for giving me a mind just to even think about um, healthcare and think about uh, life insurance and stuff like that. But I more uh, think about uh, the life that I live and that, I, that I've been blessed to have. But um, this is just kind of like life and understanding how to take care of your final expenses and to making sure everything is is well. So my area of expertise is just basically uh, making life choices. So like maybe a business life coach, just teaching people, hey, these are things that you have to take care of, whether we want to uh, discuss them or not. They're going to happen. It's a natural part of life. And just to be spiritually ready to 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 meet your maker and also to, to not leave your family in dire straits uh, when that time does come. So that's basically in a nutshell what I do is help people uh, to navigate those financial waters and to make sure that they're in a good position. So when that time does come, their family doesn't have to stress and worry about Hey, what do we do? How do we go forward and stuff like that? Amen. Well, you know, they say everybody wants to be married, but nobody wants to die. And truly, we don't have a choice. We are going to die. Jesus died and he rose again. Hallelujah. And so, yes, we are going to die, but there's a way to die. Okay. In honor and in uh, the glory of God. And that way is to leave our papers, our information, our insurances, leave our business in order. I remember when the prophet Isaiah was told to go to the king and tell him to get his house in order. Are you familiar with that? Yes. So if... um that happened to us today someone said get your house in order what do you think that would include uh well definitely making sure that your family and your close loved ones know where all of your important paperwork paperwork is documentation um like your life insurance policies anything dealing with your previous job stuff like that uh, anything where you actually have you know put money in you want to make sure you have all those documents in a safe secure location and kind of have a backup plan you know so maybe a hard copy something on the computer as well as um you know a hard copy in a uh, safe um, dry place so it won't get damaged exactly i think it's so important that we know that it's not just enough to live right right try to love and obey god but as we um, prepare to die right, we should definitely have our life in order. And that means that life insurance, whatever um, kind um, you might choose to have, it should be accessible. I often tell the story about the gentleman who said he had to go on an Easter egg hunt <laughs> looking for his mother's life insurance information when she died because she never told him right so it's so important for us not to just have it but to let people know where to find it right also once we have our life insurance um that has been paid in the uh, place where our family can find it our financial papers should also be in order because if we don't put them in a good place 
and designate beneficiaries for that. That's true. We leave, yeah, we leave the state open to uh, be able to uh, come in and uh, take our funds that we've left. So we need insurance and our financials in order. And certainly, there's something called a will. Right. That (laughs) would definitely be a good thing to uh, have and it doesn't take an attorney to get that are you familiar with that yes definitely i love living wills because um while you're lucid while you are in your right mind you want to make sure that as you because things things change your life and your perspective changes your views on death and what you know how you really want things to go at your final experience when that when that time does come it's best to do that when you are young enough to really plan those things out i mean it's kind of hard uh, when you get older and your mind kind of you know because i mean i'm i'm getting older now so i forget things so i could imagine you know someone waiting until they're you know 60s and 70s and they're trying to think about all these details and who you know who's going to do this who's going to get this who's going to be able to do this that's very tough and it's you know it's not fair to expect you know your loved ones as they age to you know to take care of that so it's good to do it while you're young to talk to people talk to your family while they're while they're young and you know strong enough to make those choices so you know that's how i feel about that oh well i think that's a sound thinking because if we have not gotten our business straight we might want to do that and then secondly we might want to talk to our parents right if we still have them and help them get their business um, organized um, so that, you know, their house will be in order, as the scripture said. Right. And uh, when they leave, they can leave with the assurance that everything will be done um, the way they desire. So that's why a will, it just lists your final wish, what you would like done. And you can get a copy blank copy off the internet right fill it in and just get it notarized and then it's official you don't even have to get an attorney to do that right but you do have to have uh, you know a mind to do it um and finally i thought this was interesting um my dad used to do this in his latter years he would write his funeral program out, his obituary, oh, wow. and he would read it to me and say, what do you think about this? Well, of course, I didn't receive it because I was like, Daddy, can you put that away? <laughs> you know, are you planning on leaving us? You know, I didn't want to hear it because I loved him and I wanted, you know, him to be with us as long as he could. Right. But you know what? He was wise enough to know that you know the end was coming whenever and so he wrote the things that were important to him that he wanted shared so um that is obviously something that we could do to eliminate some stresses for our children right how do you feel about um cremation versus burial because that seems to be a barrier in the black community yeah i think it's a kind of a taboo thing i mean because i think a lot of christians uh you know believers believe that oh no we you know we really shouldn't get cremated but like i mean in my opinion i believe that it's you know a personal preference Uh, i feel that you know um saving that money 
uh, for the family to me is more important, you know, so I have mixed feelings about it uh, as far as being cremated or I mean, because I think a lot of people spend a lot of money, <clears throat> you know, dressing up the the out, outward shell that actually isn't, you know, that person is not there anymore. Their spirit is going on to be with the Lord. So I really feel like, you know, it really is to that person's preference. You know, if they want to just have a memorial service, have a picture. And that's how I see my funeral. You know, that I, I visualize it a lot. Or I see my funeral with my, all my family, closest family and friends with a memorial of me. But I'm already cremated. So you can celebrate, you can sing, you can praise God like I would, would want to in life and how I live my life. That's how I feel how a funeral should go, a celebration of that person's life. If they were in church, then I believe they should have a church service and, and just have church, you know, and then you can mm-hmm. help, the, help the family to grieve by celebrating their life and loving them basically how they how they lived. And so I, I, right. I'm, I'm all for cremation. You know, I mean, say, save the extra money and actually put that into maybe an account, you know, for the kids or, you know, who's left. Take care of whatever bills are left. Right. Wow. Um, that's a bold stand because I know old school thinking. Um, my dad was um, entombed in a mausoleum. Mm-hmm. He said he wanted to go out like Jesus. Went. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, other people say, oh, I don't want to burn you know i don't want to experience the fires of hell right you know because i'm going to heaven and so people have various points of views and it's it's okay because that's your day right you know and so you can do it however you want but the purpose of uh, this topic today for this podcast is just to encourage people to get your house in order right die right you know and to die right that means that you have life insurance that is paid for that will cover your uh, funeral um, uh, however you desire. It also means that you have your uh, financials in order so that you can leave a heritage right. to your children and grandchildren, as the scriptures say. That's right. Certainly. And so that, um, and, and go ahead and write out those accomplishments that you have made in your life that bring honor to God right. so that um, when you um, when they get ready to put your obituary together they don't have to make it up or they don't have to wonder <laughs> right. and it's the things that you know you are most uh, pleased with in your life because I heard a preacher say it's not uh, about the day you were born or the day you died, it's about that dash in the middle. That's what right. You did with it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> those are powerful words Most because definitely. you may have uh, accomplished a PhD and a and a and, and WD. However, <laughs> did you use it to honor God? That's right. And as believers, that is our goal to live right. That's right. Honoring. God and bring him glory and to die right. So, um, Mr. Brown, not only are you um, uh, entrepreneur, you know, into insurance and business coach and all of that other good stuff you mentioned at the beginning, you are a man of God. Yes. And um, you are a minister of music, I believe it is. Yes. Um, So, the God has uh, that we serve has gifted you in so many areas. I'm, I'm 
so glad that you had the time to uh, come and share with me on your podcast. And if you would be so kind and go ahead and um, um, close us out in prayer. Okay. If anybody is interested in any type of um, insurance needs or business coaching or, oh, we left out that other really important thing. Right. Chess. Oh right. yes, 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 yes. You're a chess coach. I love chess, <laughs> and I'm. I actually am definitely trying uh, to uh, start a online chess uh, coaching or tutoring, or just kind of something fun for kids to do uh, to occupy their mind. Because during times like these, children, especially you know African American children, I mean all kids, but especially us, we need a, a, an outlet. And chess for yeah. me became an outlet. I can escape the worries of what's going on in the world. I can focus my thoughts and strategies on actually a game that it actually teaches us how to make plans. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm very passionate. Uh, my dad taught me how to play when I was when I guess I started started later. I started playing when I was probably I want to say maybe I, I was maybe early twenties in my early twenties. Wow. Okay. And I just started, I kept it up. <laughs> so, Good deal. Yeah. So if anybody wants to um, get some information on that, they can certainly reach out to me and I'll get them to you. Okay. And would you be so kind to close us out in prayer? Because I thank God uh, for this time yes. that we shared, helping people know that it's not just enough to live right. Yes. It really is uh, even better when you die right amen well let's go to the lord again in prayer we want to thank you god for another opportunity just to serve you just to you know be in your presence oh heavenly father we thank you uh for evangelist cc we god we just love you we honor you master we pray that you would forgive us of anything we may have done contrary to your will and God, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you and praise your name for those who would hear it. We pray that something we have said or, you know, talked about, oh, Heavenly Father, would be beneficial uh, to them. Yes. God, we know that to live right is to die right. We know that your word speaks about that, oh, Heavenly Father. We want to stir yes. up uh, some things for our family, oh, Heavenly Father. Let us not be selfish, oh, God. We just pray that you would give us the right mindset to receive these words, oh, Heavenly Father. And then, God, we ask you for your blessings, oh, Heavenly Father. I ask you a special blessing for Sister Wagner, oh, Heavenly Father. You bless our home and our household, oh, God. Bless yes, them our household, our children, our families, oh, Heavenly Father. Keep us safe. And, God, we know that the yes, $400 is around, God, but we serve a bigger God. We know we serve you, God. We know oh, you yes. have everything under control. So, God, oh, we don't right. pray as if we're worried that you can't do it, God, because we know that you can we pray a special blessing yes. for this situation, for the for the time, mm-hmm. and for the culture that's going on right now, God. Continue to yes. bless these young people and those who are riding and all the things that are going on, God. Have your way, Master. You fix some right. new men and do what you do. And we'll be of a mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. For it's in Jesus' name yes. we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank God for you, my brother. Amen. And we will talk with you soon. Okay, thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.